0: Hi everyone, and welcome to The First Fill. My name is Brooke Whittington, and I'm an executive resident at APHA and your host for today's episode. A hot topic that's been circulating the internet is boric acid. It's recently gained attention from influencers and social media outlets claiming it decreases vaginal odor and dryness. However, experts from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists consider this an inappropriate use of boric acid and that it can lead to negative consequences. So how can you, the pharmacist, educate your community about appropriately using boric acid? Let's dive into it. Borate has been used for its preservative properties and as an antiseptic dating back thousands of years ago. Naturally occurring boric acid was discovered in the 18th century and the hot springs of Tuscany, Italy. And by the 19th century, boric acid gained recognition in the medical field. It has also been used in other industries such as glass manufacturing, agriculture, and as a fireproofing agent. Although the mechanism of action is not well understood, boric acid has demonstrated antifungal, antibacterial, and antiseptic properties. It's been recommended as an alternative treatment for patients with recurrent yeast infections with resistance to azole antifungals and for patients with bacterial vaginosis. However, it is important to note that boric acid should only be used under the guidance of a healthcare professional. Because of its versatile use, boric acid can be manufactured into liquids, pellets, powders, Emulsions and capsules. The boric acid vaginal suppositories are going to be readily available for over the counter medical use in the United States. It is also good to keep in mind that since it is an over the counter product, boric acid is not regulated by the FDA. The amount of boric acid and the purity may not always be accurate, so it's important for patients to choose manufacturers or brands with third party certifications, such as Good Manufacturing Practices or GMP or from the United States Pharmacopeia or USP verification to ensure the product they are buying has higher quality and safety standards. Most boric acid suppository labels will include something to affect a balancing the pH or promising to clean, refresh or control vaginal odor. While some individuals may have positive experiences using boric acid, their risks outweigh the benefits. Vaginal odor is normal, and it may be temporarily influenced by factors such as diet, hygiene practices, lubricants, clothing choices, and more, but it's important to address the topic in a professional and sensitive manner as patients may feel a sense of stigma around it. However, if a patient's odor or pH balance is hindering their day-to-day activities and is causing them discomfort, encourage them to see their provider to address any underlying issues like an infection. It is also important to counsel the patient on the route of administration of the suppository as it may look like an ingestible capsule. If boric acid is ingested orally, it may cause vomiting, diarrhea, rash, and damage to the esophagus or stomach. Patients should seek medical help or call their poison control center right away. When boric acid is recommended, it's typically for recurrent or resistant vulval vaginal candidiasis or bacterial vaginosis. A retrospective review looked at 14 studies and included two randomized clinical trials, nine case series, and four case reports. In these studies, boric acid was compared with nystatin, teraconazole, flucytosine, and azole antifungals and found that the mycologic cure rates varied from 40% to 100% in patients treated with boric acid, And and four of the nine included case studies reported statistically significant outcomes, but none of the studies reported statistically significant differences in recurrence rates. Some reported side effects of boric acid include redness, burning, abdominal cramping, and discharge. Patients should avoid using it if they have broken or irritated vaginal mucosa. Patients should also avoid sexual intercourse while using boric acid, as it can cause skin irritation for their partner. Now, with pregnancy considerations, there is limited data, so therefore, boric acid is only recommended for non-pregnant patients as it is found to be present as it has found to be present in breast milk. Now, let's talk about the typical duration of use for boric acid. The duration of use can vary depending on the specific condition being treated. In the case of recurrent yeast infections, the typical regimen is usually 600 milligrams daily for one to two weeks, but the optimal administration frequency is undetermined and the long-term safety data is not available. Pharmacists can provide guidance and assess the appropriateness of the patient's intended use of boric acid, as boric acid clears out not only the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria. This can throw off the bacterial flora of the the vagina, which can potentially increase the risk of vaginal issues, such as injury, infections, and vaginitis. As patient advocates, pharmacists can help bridge the gap of of information and provide guidance to ensure the safe and effective use of boric acid. We must combat misinformation spread by social media. And this can be done by explaining the lack of regulation, emphasizing the need for selecting high quality products and highlighting the lack of evidence for use and encouraging consulting with their healthcare provider. Through these actions, pharmacists can empower their patients to make informed decisions about their health care. That's all I have for you today. Thanks again for tuning into the first fill and we'll see you next time.